This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell outside of Craven Cottage. This is our full-time initial reaction show of Fulham's 3-1 victory against Swansea City. Emilio was there. It looks like it's pretty dark where you are now. Hopefully it wasn't <laughs> yeah. that dark watching the match. But Emilio, not- let's not waste any time. Give me your opening thoughts on what you watched at Craven Cottage today. Well, firstly, um, yeah, it's the first evening game of the you know of the season, so it's good to see back in the cottage, you know, with all the new yep. stadium all fully lit up. So that was that was that was beautiful. Um, yep. Game of two halves. At the end of the day, I'm glad we actually dominated the first half. Very convincing, very dominant, and should have been more than three one up. But you know, we took that at half time. But overall, it was just great to see Fulham responding back after sort of some you know poor performances of late. We've lost we lost our momentum the last few weeks. I think with two defeats, a draw, and a win, we need to get back on track. We needed to keep close to West Brom and Bournemouth. And we've done that tonight with a very dominant first half display. And what I was encouraged today is that you can't play 90 minutes well and expect to dominate games for the entire 90 minutes. And the sort of second half, we were poor, you know, sloppy at times. We made a few substitutions. One was enforced with a Joe Bryan injury, but we, you know, we didn't play well in that second half and we drew nil-nil. So that was encouraging. So basically, I'm a happy Emilio here. To, You're a happy uh, Emilio? We got the victory we needed. We're back on track. And we're two points behind the leaders. And that's, but overall, great attack in first half. Very exciting to watch. Some great movement. But we lost some momentum in the second half with, you know, with the injury and some of the tactical changes uh, Marco Silva made. But overall, we didn't play well second half and we didn't lose that half. And that's the encouraging bit. You can't play 
well for 90 minutes. And we, if we can play ugly and still come away with victories or, you know, individual halves not playing well, I'll take that. So 3-1, okay. you know, Mitrovic hat-trick, could have been more, but, you know, second half was a bit, just a bit sloppy at times. Right. And we'll talk about this in just a second because I, I want to ask you how much you thought the injury to Joe Bryan changed the mm. second half. Again, they got it done, but shape-wise and yeah. attacking-wise, it, it completely changed, obviously, because you are bringing Alfie Moss in and, and it changes how you're going mm. to play. But let's just not waste any time, my friend. Let's talk about the first goal from Alexander Mitrovic. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know if you've seen replays of this. Mm. He's offside. His heel's it, offside. Okay. So I'm just being honest here. If you've w- watched the stream of this, I'm thankfully I, I got to watch the stream of this. And when you see the replay, his heel's offside. But you know what? I think this is a makeup call for, for me for what happened at Bristol City. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all evens itself out. But the goal itself, Emilio, it was a very well-taken goal. So let's talk about the opener from Mitro. Yeah, and from what I recall, obviously, the other side of the pitch. So, unfortunately, I saw the three goals at the wrong the wrong end of the pitch. <laughs> but from what I could see, it was good build-up, good movement. Cabano had a very good game. To be honest. He was lively, exciting, had a lot of space, in it, especially in that first half. And he yep. was always he was causing a lot of problems for the Swansea defence. And, you know, I thought, Mitch, from what I could see, Mitrovic was sharper in that penalty area. And, yep. you know, he, he finished well. You know, it was a nice, polished finish. And, you know, any other striker might not have reacted, but... Mitrovic looked hungry in that first half. He looked yep. up. He looked determined, focused. You know, and the fact that he was he was disappointed getting substituted tells a story, to be honest. So, but right. overall, I couldn't tell from where I where I sat but whether he was offside or not. But clearly, he was first to the ball and you know did what he needed to do and did what he does best. Absolutely, Emilio. And uh, we're seeing the Mitro that we saw two seasons <laughs> ago, and that's very encouraging. But what's yeah. interesting about this, and I, again, before we talk about the second goal. I think Fulmer playing to Mitro's strengths. Mm. And uh, I, I will give Steve Reynolds, our friend in Spain, a lot of credit because he kept saying to me, you got to start Cabano. He made mm. a huge difference here, Emilio, he because I think he played, along with the other players, to Mitro's strengths. Yes, he did. He did. And he was just, he had so much space, Cabano. So beautiful one touch. You know, the, his control was excellent. You know, he was getting past Swansea, diff, you know, fullback getting some good balls in the box and causing havoc for them, especially in that first half. And, you know, Cabano isn't consistent enough for me. So hopefully he'll get a steady run in the team and can play consistently well game in, game out. But the problem right. with with, with Niskins, he'll have one good game and then he'll go quiet the next and he's back on the bench again. And then come, right. he comes up. So he's got a, this is his opportunity. Grab the opportunity, play continuously and regularly well and you'll he'll be a, a regular in the starting 11. But, I don't see that consistently enough. He's, it's yep. for us to prove, he needs to prove us wrong. But overall, I thought he had an excellent game. Okay. Here's a question. Maybe you know the answer to this, Emilio. Emilio Russ, who was the last full oh. player to score a first half hat trick? Oh, that's a good <laughs> question. Dave, goodness. Oh, good question. I haven't got a clue, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that on my way home from the, from the game. But oh, Okay. God. You've stumped me there, Steve. <laughs> Okay, excellent. And I want to share this from Christy. Clearly offside, but hey, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I'm actually there with you because, like I said, the Bristol City match, it all evens itself out. But, Emilio, let's talk about the second goal. We were just talking about Cabano. So, again, this is just not a a fantastic strike by Mitro, but enough to get the goal, but set up beautifully by Niskin's Cabano. 
Exactly. Same thing again with, you know, Cabana with lead up to the goal, if I remember right. It was good movement down on the left. His t- Cabana's touch was, you know, very sublime. And it was a great cross. And from what I could see, it wasn't, again, I was slightly obstructed because a lot of people stood up from, from, from where I sat. It wasn't clear to me whether it was a polished finish or whether it was, did the keeper fluff it? Did Mitrovic put enough power? Well, I don't know. I couldn't. I haven't seen the replay, but what I, I think I could he say, did just enough to get it by the keeper. All I could hear the crowd going, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah!" There's a delayed reaction to the goal. That's right. all I can remember from from a distance. You know, it just didn't feel like it was a, a shot, and it was a, and it was in the back of the net. Just that delayed reaction on the fans suggested it either it was a, it, the keeper fluffed it, or he just yeah. had enough power to get creep in the bottom corner. Okay. But clearly, we were dominating. I remember our comment was before or after that when Mitrovic had a. A header to the keeper where I thought he should have headed it to the other side of the keeper. That's right. Done, he that's, just headed straight to the keeper. Yeah, I thought he should have done better with that. And Bobby Reed should have done better with this finish as well. He had more time, should have been more composed. And I was saying to Joe, is that we're 2 0 up, dominating. Swansea haven't threatened, but they will get a chance in this game. They will they will get a moment or two. And I don't want our sloppiness and wasteful in front of goal to pay, you know, and then we pay the price for it. And we almost did. You know, they, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely, that, Emilio. And that's going to lead to talk about the Swansea City goal. Because I want to give them credit. They play a certain way, and they always looked a threat. But yeah. when you look at the stats, you're going to notice that they only had one shot on target. So you can have all the great passing, all the threatening passing, but if you don't have the cutting edge, you're not going to win many matches. And, and they right. have not scored many goals, but I want to give Patterson a lot of credit on this. This was a well-taken goal. It was set up beautifully. And at this point, I'm going to tell you, Emilio, I was feeling... A little nervous after yeah. they scored the goal. Yeah. And what's frustrating is that, you know, we should have been probably three or four nil up at the, by that point. The game should have been out of sight. But I think we've said it often on the show that we're, we're liable to concede goals, you know, whether you're two nil up, three nil up, or four nil up. So the fact that they got a gun, it was a well taken goal. He looked very composed. Right. But we had plenty of opportunity to clear that ball and defend that ball. And we were just a little bit sloppy at times. And I give, give, give Patterson credit for scoring. And like I said, he took the right. goal well. But to be honest, I thought we just took off our foot off the gas slightly. We lost concentration yeah. and we had enough opportunities to clear that ball. And, you know, unfortunately, they, they scored a goal with their, their first attempt at goal, essentially. And that's, that's a frustration, right. you know, with all our attempts at goal pr- preceding that, we should have been three or four up. And I totally agree. You know, the flash of an eye, flash of an eye, you're, you're, you're only one goal ahead. And that's the frustration. And that's the worry. I think we've now got the fact that we can't take anything for granted, even if you've, you've got two goal margin, because we were always able to, we're liable to concede goals. Absolutely. And I think, uh, again, the way we play can mm. lead to counterattacks, yeah. Emilio. Yeah. And that's what we saw here. And you're at two to one. And like I said, I, I was starting to feel a little bit nervous, but this is also a very positive sign to be able mm. to get that goal back. Yeah. And let's just talk because every time Fulham had the ball when they were moving forward, they were dangerous. Dangerous. And let's give Dennis Adoy a lot of credit <laughs> here. Dennis Adoy sets up Mitro's third goal. This was the best of the three, my friend. This is a great goal for Mitro. Great build-up. You look at the, the link-up play from Seri to Reed. Oh, that's to Harrison Reed. I think Cabana yep. was a... It was literally the ball from Bobby Reed out to Cabana. All the way from back. Yep. Beautiful movement there. Beautiful, you know, beautiful passing. You know, good velocity. And then Dennis, great cross and great first touch. First, you know, strike from Mitrovic. Was, that's, what he, that's what you pay money for. That's, that's right. the Mitrovic of old, like you said earlier in the show. You yep. know, that's the sharpness in front of goal there. To be able to get on that first time, bang, back of the net, 3-1. The fact we responded just before half-time when nerves were starting to creep in. They were, they've got back into the game undeservedly. And, you know, they looked a little bit more threatening. They had a bit more possession. But, you know, thankfully, 
great attacking move. And Dennis, who I thought had a fantastic game and deserved a goal. We'll talk about that in a second off. But, you know, at the end of the day, Dennis looked threatening from corners, had a shot on goal and, and, he, and he created an assist. So great game from Dennis and a great assist and, and fabulous Mitrovic finish. OK, excellent there, my friend. OK, coming up next, we're going to talk about the second half of this match. We're going to talk about the turning point of the match. We'll end with man of the match. Okay, Emilio, second half begins, and Fulham actually created an opportunity or two, and I was thinking, okay, we're going to put this away. Then Joe Bryan's injury comes, and Mm -hmm. I think this is pivotal to talk about, even moving forward, because Anthony Robinson did not play because of injury. This is a little bit worrying. He actually looked injured in the first half, tried to work it through, played the beginning of the second half, but then comes off injured, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, what are they going to do here? So Marco Silva makes the substitution and brings on Alfie Mawson, but that just changes everything because yeah. you don't have a natural left back and you know, you're bringing in another center back. So yeah. talk about the domino effect of Joe Bryan coming off and how that affected the second half, the mm. way we played. Exactly. We we lost we lost momentum and shape, didn't we? I think obviously Bryan took an, got an injury towards the end of the first half and as they never fully recovered from that. And I'm surprised we put Tim Ream there as a fullback initially. I thought Bobby Dockett Reed would have been a natural. I thought that would have been the move. Yeah. I saw maybe 15 minutes later when Ream was looking extremely uncomfortable playing as fullback, that he played five at the back. So again, the sub, the subsequent substitutions is more around safety first and, and, and packing the defense and playing five at the back. But, you know, I think that Brian injury did upset the, the balance of the team, you know, you, you know, didn't have a, a spectacular game, but the fact that you've lost that balance, you've lost a natural left back, and you know, we Swansea had a lot more possession. I'd like to see the possession count subsequent to that injury versus before that. I'm sure Swansea had a lot more possession, and you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, it was ugly that second half. We had yes. to, bat, we had to fight. We created a few opportunities, but overall, you know, it's nice not to play well, struggling at times, and still not lose that half. And that's that's the that's what I take as a as a positive, right? Uh, my earlier point, you can't play well for 90 minutes. We played better and lost this season. And we played better and not won. So it's, uh, at the end of the day, I'm concerned. We haven't got a natural left back probably for Coventry on Saturday. I don't know how extensive Robinson's injury is, but we've got two natural left-footed players out. And, you That's know, who not do you, good. I think you'll have to probably play Bobby Reid in that position, in my opinion. That's a possibility. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the score yet, Emilio, but Luton Town did a number on Coventry. So they might be not in a very festive (laughs) mood when they play Fulham. So just keep that in mind. But let's just talk about a couple more items and then we'll go. And uh, let's talk about turning point of the match. I'll just say I think it obviously is the third goal from Mitro. But is there another point of the match where you think the match really turned? Um, Not really, to be honest. I thought thought the game was out of sight by the time we got to halftime. I think the 3-1 up, I thought that was a comfortable lead. You know, the Brian injury and the substitutions we had to make, you know, clearly we lost a lot of balance and shape. I don't think it was a turning point as far as I'm concerned. I thought, we, okay. you know, I thought the, the starting lineup was encouraging. You know, I'm not sure if Shalabar was injured or not, but, you know, clearly I thought Reed, Harrison Reed, for that matter, Seri, Harrison Reed, their link up play was very good, and especially in that first half. You know, yep. they, 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 they were both looking for the ball, they both had good positional play. The game kept flowing well. We had a we dominated possession, created a lot of opportunities. It was just very, that was an encouraging first half. That was one of the best performances this season. First, first 45 minutes, of yep. course. 
we could have scored a lot more. You know, so th- for me, the starting maybe you could argue the starting eleven was a, t- a turning point. I think we've missed Harrison Reed in that busy. Oh, I totally agree. And then that role that he plays, and if he can stay injury free, then you know he's going to play a very important part for us. But I thought maybe the turning point for me is the starting lineup, which was okay. a lot more positive, and you know we made maybe some of them were enforced with Robinson, okay. but I still prefer Robinson to Joe Bryan. You know that, but. Right. I think the key thing is in the middle of the field, we looked a little bit more lively and, and we looked a little bit more attacking. Okay. We weren't as sloppy with our passing. With Shalabar against Reading, for what I saw, you know, he, he, he had a poor game, to be honest. His passing okay. was sloppy at times and didn't really contribute much. Okay. Uh, Emilio, I'm going to give you a new nickname. We're going to call you the Fulham Shadow because you're, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and listen, every, everyone watching this video, just understand that maybe next time we'll, we'll figure out a way to get. Emilio, a light for, uh, you know, like, mm. a, like a nightlight for uh, <laughs> night matches. But he's doing the best he can. Thankfully, Emilio's joining me, and uh, I'm very thankful that he can join me. But, but I'm going to call you right now the Fulham Shadow. Fulham but Shadow. The Fulham Shadow. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to share this with you. This is from Chris Davidson. You ready? I seem to remember Teddy Maybank scoring four first-half goals against Orient. Does it go back? To then, 1977 or 78, Chris, 6-1 Fulham. Is that the game? I think that's the game. I'm sure he can answer back to us. I don't know. I'm sure that we we thrashed Orient 6-1 in that game. And that's a good shout. Have we scored more? I'm I'm curious. curious (laughs) A hat-trick in the first half. But overall, I think one thing to call out as well is I understand why Marcus Silva made some cautionary substitution. They know he took Mitrovic off. Yep. I didn't Mitrovic was disappointed being subbed. I, I noticed he wasn't he wasn't But that's a good sign though. You want him to be you want him to. You know, he didn't look happy. He didn't applaud the fans from what I could see. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, he's still a little bit disappointed. I think he wanted to carry on and yeah. Marcus Silva doesn't see maybe the Mooney's Mitrovic link up players being an option. I thought he could have maybe trialed that out for twenty minutes, see how that give that an extension from the Reading game. Clearly didn't see yep. that was open. And then he packed them in. He took Harry Wilson off, which I thought was a, was 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 a good move. I thought Wilson had a poor game, to be honest. And he's going to be one of those frustrating. Yeah, a little disappointed by his yeah. play, Emilio. I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm expecting more from Harry Wilson. He was disappointing. And I think there's a link, something we haven't mentioned before. How much does Harry Wilson miss having um, Carvalho around him? You think about when Wilson was at his. It's a great point. Him and Carvalho, their link-up play was, you know, was sublime at times. Wilson's yep. been a good in recent games, to be honest. And today was frustrating. Maybe we've seen what Liverpool fans are saying. You know, he won't do much in a game, but he may get the odd assist and the odd goal. But today, generally a poor game. Gave away a few sloppy fouls. Yep. He, didn't, he didn't really contribute much, to be honest. No, no. he, And that's uh, disappointing. But like you said, that's a good point by you. Maybe he really misses that link-up play with Carvalho. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is really affecting him, which is interesting. Yeah. Okay, I do want to share this with you, Emilio. Before we go to the man of the match, I want to share this comment from our friend Steve Reynolds. And where is it? Here it is. Because he's talking about Dennis and Niskins. He says, Dennis and Niskins have been constantly good for a long time and never given a credit. I would say solid. I wouldn't say good for a long time. I think solid is a better description of Dennis and Niskins. Sorry, Steve. That's just how I feel about both of my... I wouldn't say that they've been good or or great. I would say solid, and yeah. I, I think and, and that's a compliment in a way. They just yeah. do their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Dennis, I thought you know has settled back into the team. You know, we know Dennis is always capable of making a mistake, but but that's yeah. why we love him. You know, we still right. we can't afford his effort, his you know his motivation. 
he brings a lot of energy to the team. He had a great game, you know, great, like I said earlier, great shot that the keeper saved. For me, he was the second best player on the pitch tonight. Him and Niskins were, were close to getting... I think Mitrovic, you've got to give man of the match because clearly got yep. Patrick. But Dennis and Niskins both had very good games. But Cabano, you know, typically, you know, over the, over the last few seasons, he'll have one good game for 90 minutes and then have a sort of average game the next. And then he's in and out of the team. This is from Chris. No, Davis I agree. That's backing exactly you my on that. Point. I like Cabano. Today, he's warranted a starting position against Conte yes. because he was outstanding. Looks threatening, lively, some great sublime touches, yep. some great dummies. I think there was a couple of moments where he dummied the uh, the Swansea defence. But can you do that consistently for 90 minutes, game in, game out? I don't think, I haven't seen that in a Fulham shirt yet. Not to say okay. he can't do it, but I haven't seen that happen yet. And okay, he's now my... an opportunity. He's got the opportunity to do that. Okay, excellent, my friend. All right, to end, let's do man of the match. Mm. I think it's easy to say, Mitro, because you scored the mm. three goals. But I think yeah. we have some others I've mentioned. I think we've already talked about Niskins Cabano. Is it just a slam dunk with the uh, first half hat trick to say, Mitra? I think so. It'd be cheeky not to give him the match. The match you know, I've, got, <laughs> I've got some photographs which I'll send you after where obviously he's got the match yeah, ball at still. the end of the game. So I'll send them across to you guys. And um, yeah, it's 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 a no-brainer. You know, he scored a hat trick. Yep. Could have scored four. You know, that header, I think he should have buried it in the other corner. But let's not be critical. You know, he's he looked sharp today. He looked up for it. You know, he wanted, you know, he made a difference. You know, he was a difference tonight in my opinion and then with with uh with cabano there um with looking lively good balls into the box winning a lot of corners he was threatening and dennis i'm not i'm going to call it like i said i'm calling out dennis yep. dennis ventured forward quite often looked dangerous from corners and you know and was unlucky not to get a goal tonight okay sorry sorry you know what I about think... sorry we yeah. haven't really talked enough no. about john michael sorry mm-hmm. and the difference he's made mm-hmm. here's a player that was just not pro- part yeah. of anyone's plans. I'm talking about the fans, obviously part of the Marco mm-hmm. Silva plan, but for him to come and play at such a high level and yeah. it's just, it, it's been a huge part of a uh, film successful so far. They've he, needed, yeah, needed John Michael Sarri yeah. and, and we weren't even thinking about him before yeah. the season began. Yeah. I remember, I remember the, I did the Huddersfield show with, um, with our friend Jeremy, and I said, yeah. play him the next game. And I got a lot of criticism for saying, How, are you ridiculous? How can you play Serie? And I said, give him a chance. If he's contracted to play and wants to play, give him a chance. And look, he, he hasn't, he hasn't, he's played every game since then. So yeah. I don't want to do a David Tully here and say I'm always right. But, you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's been our most consistent player since, since he's okay. been playing. Looking comfortable. His passing is just simple, effective, and he keeps the ball moving. His set plays. Yep gives us an extra bonus we've we've lacked someone good from corners and you know clearly his distribution from set pieces is 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 of a premier league standard so hopefully they will continue and if he can get promoted then don't be surprised he'll be in our he'll be figuring next season in the premier league absolutely and emilio i'm convinced now that marco silva is taking your advice i think he's watching these videos first (laughs) it's sorry then it's the halftime substitutions at bristol city yeah and i'm thinking is Marco Silva and the coaching staff He's listening to our show. He's listening to our show. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But but again, he could go on Twitter and see the same comments. So <laughs> so uh, you know, again, we're mm. we're saying it's us, but but it, it's the fans because the fans know what mm. Fulham truly need. Anyways, my friend, huge effort for you to do this show. Nice in the dark. You've been wonderful to do this with me. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Well, like I said, I'm now called the Fulham Shadow, but yeah, the it's, Fulham uh, Shadow. We've got we've got another evening game in a few weeks' time against Cardiff City, so yeah, I'll be there as well. All, all fingers okay. crossed. But overall, you know, great first half. You know, disappointed actually. I'd go in only two goals up in that in that first. Half. That was my disappointment. But other than that, 
you know, it's good to not play well, but still win the game, especially that second half. So that's the encouragement. But the only thing that we need to worry about is injuries. Injuries are starting to creep in. That's right. And we've, so that's a slight concern. But look, we're two points off the top of the table, all to play for. Absolutely, Emilio. And listen, this is a marathon and not a sprint. Mm. I've said this several times, Emilio. There are going to be ups and downs. And mm. the team that can deal with, as you just talked about, injuries and not getting too high or too low and being able to just consistently play the best mm. will win the league and there'll be that team that will come in second. And uh, we'll see if Fulham are that team. I think mm. they are. And I think this is actually a positive sign that tells me they can do that because they overcame some adversity here. Mm, mm. Joe Bryant going down is some adversity. It really is because if they had to change how they played, they saw it out. And this is a team, I'm talking about Swansea City, that likes to possess the ball and look threatening. Even though they don't score a lot of goals, they were able to see the match out. It was an ugly second half. Let's just say it what it is. But you know what? But you know what, my friend? They saw it out. And yeah, that's the yeah. bottom line. They did what they had to do, and they got all three points. Exactly. It's not always going to be pretty, Emilio. Yeah, again, and the, wor- the worry for me, you know, again, if there's a slight concern, is if we didn't go in at half time, two goals up, and the game was even, then and with those substitutions, you know, we, yeah, yeah, we made some tactical changes. We set ourselves up not to lose that game or not to that's concede, right. rather than trying to win the, you know, win that second half. But, but tactically, it was a different, different outcome there. But sure. my concern is there if we hadn't gone in with a two goal margin at half time, then. Yep. You know, it's, that second half performance did worry me at times. But like I said, Brighton, Brighton got promoted a few years back. They they won ugly many times. We kept that's promising right. it. We will do, we will have to do the same. And if we can do that, then that's a sign of a, a good team. Okay, excellent, my friend. All right, I'm just going to share this comment. I'll buy a pint for the foam <laughs> shadow if I see you at the next few games. See you there. Okay, thank you okay. for that, Steve. I'm always I'm always here, Steve. Every home game. So yeah, you'll see. <laughs> okay, I'll, I will hold you to that pint. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. For Emilio Donnell, the Fulham Shadow, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.